had a, we had a guy at one of the networking events that I go to, and he hadn't been that specific in what he was looking to get from the network. But after about four or five months, he stood up and said, I know I've not been specific, but I just want to say thank you to the network. I've changed my insurance at home. I've changed the fleet insurance on my, my commercial vehicles. I think there was some energy savings it looked into and also some printing. And basically this guy in his business and personally had saved um, 5,000 pounds a year. Wow. And he said, you know what? For me to earn 5,000 pounds in my pocket, I need to do 20,000 pounds of sales. Mm. So just by making a few phone calls, reaching out to a few people that he was connected to, he managed to save the equivalent of 20,000 pound turnover. And I just thought that was quite a nice way to, to look at it. That was Nick Morial de Vareux and this is the Travelling Optimist podcast with Steve Odie. Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Steve Odie from the Travelling Optimist podcast. This episode is going out to all my travel industry colleagues and all business owners for that matter. And my heart goes out to each and every one of you. Each as each day brings something new to the table. I hope that there are some nuggets of info that might help you get through this period of uncertainty. I don't have all the answers. Uh, I wish I did. Uh, I think there's still a lot of people out there facing a time of serious hardship, but I want you to know that you're not alone. Don't feel stranded. If there's anything that comes out of this show, it's to stay connected to your network and talk regularly. Together we can get through this difficult phase and come out stronger, healthier and happier. I totally believe that this is a huge opportunity for everyone to reconnect with you. And I hope you enjoy the show. The first ever Travelling Optimist podcast was all about giving a few hints and tips about organising personal finances during this difficult time. Uh, the help available is obviously changing every day. In today's show, we're looking at what businesses can do to survive this difficult time and look forward to coming out of it in a way that you can get back on track really quickly. As business owners, with employees to look after, the stress levels are most probably off the scale. Some might say, well, you took the risk. But you know, I don't buy into that statement. These are unprecedented times. No business owner, I don't think, could plan for something like this. So no crystal ball could have predicted the fallout from this situation. But there's a number of options available from a financial point of view with new initiatives and funding that will help owners support their businesses. It's important that we as a business community stick together. We talk to our contacts regularly. Be on hand to help other businesses if you can. Phone people you know and make sure they're okay. Together, we can get through this and come out of it stronger. I believe the country is made up of amazing small and medium-sized businesses and those also that are self-employed. And it's critical that this time is used positively from a business point of view. It's going to be a different world when this is all over. But there's some amazing stories out there of manufacturing companies making ventilators and breweries making hand sanitizers. But from a travel perspective, agents and travel businesses are trying to convince their clients to change their dates rather than cancel. The more clients that change dates is really going to make a difference and will definitely help keep those travel professionals in business. Sometimes uh, it's not possible, of course, but hopefully this whole mess has highlighted the value of booking with a travel professional. This podcast goes out to all of my travel industry co colleagues out there who are fighting hard to look after their clients at this difficult time. Now, today I'm joined by someone with what must be the coolest sounding surname in the world, Nick Morel Devereaux from Base Practice Support. Nick is the co-owner and director of Base Practice Support, which he set up over three years ago. He's led a hugely successful entrepreneurial career and has unbelievable amounts of knowledge and experience in a number of arenas, 
including the retail and catering industry, the property business, the selling property worldwide as well, but also has vast experience in structuring finance deals and property portfolio strategies. He's worked as a business consultant, set in sales and marketing, before he spotted an opportunity to, and I quote, make a dent in the world of accountancy. And just over three years ago, he helped set up base practice support, as I've said, uh, and it's an accountancy outsourcing service business. They provide solutions to accountancy practice owners that mean they can concentrate on growing their business. He's a great supporter of a local charity near to where he lives called Chums, supports children with learning difficulties and mental health issues. And I know that this is a charity that's very close to his heart. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Nick Morel Devereaux. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I've known you for a, for a little while, Nick. What I, what I really love about you, mate, is your optimism and positivity. And that's something that actually we, we all need a bit of, don't we, at the moment? Uh, yeah, I think so. Unprecedented, weird, surreal, odd times and... Yeah, we've we, we've got to we, we've got to get that some of that grit. Um, you know, we're well known for pulling together when we need to. Quite a positive guy, anyway. Um, by default, I think that was just born with that. I think you just have it or you don't. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right. It's all going to be about support, pulling together, and and helping each other out going forward. Now, absolutely. We talked about a little bit about the charity uh, in the intro, Chums, and that struck me as well, is that they could potentially be it quite badly, couldn't they, these local charities over the next couple of months? So it's important that we uh, we try and continue to help those charities that are close to our heart. I've, I've got a very close affiliation to uh, St. Catherine's Hospice, where my, my dad was spent a few weeks and, um, and you know, I'd, I'd hate for, for them to come into any trouble. And I think with, you know, your... Uh, link to to chums as well which is a it sounds like it's an amazing charity for those uh, you know those kids what what sort of things do you get involved with with them so they they, they try and ha- have sort of open days and they, they run different events so if i don't have the time to get physically involved i'll try and make a contribution so from my experience my son um experiences a lot of anxiety um there's some autistic traits in there and i guess they're going to be needed more than ever because if kids are already on that autism spectrum and are feeling anxious about everyday life, now they've got to make a huge adjustment to be Mm. studying at home, you know, to be getting a bit of cabin fever, you know, as we all do over the coming weeks. So I think it's really important that, you know, the support is maintained for this particular company near me because I think they're actually going to be a lot busier with parents seeing, like I say, these children displaying more anxiety and concerns and worry. So it's great that they're on hand and I hope that they're okay in terms of their staffing levels and they're able to continue, you know, the great work that they do. Yeah, absolutely. So the last couple of weeks has been horrendous for everyone, really. Sort of leaning towards the travel industry because you know I'm a, I have my own travel business. So travel has been at the basically the front line of, of this for the moment, purely because you know the world is such a small place. People are flying everywhere, <laughs> and it's yeah. really cheap yeah. um, as well, relatively. But there's been you know in the last two weeks there's been some interesting things that are coming out from the government particularly things like the paying of 80 percent of salary and uh, and that was obviously very welcome that still leaves five million self-employed um, i think who can yes. only claim sick pay at the moment i think that's, that's going to change yeah. i've been um lobbying our local mp and saying this has got a, this has got to change and stuff and i'm sure loads of other people are still are doing that as well but um, i hopefully you know i really hope that no one's going to be left behind 
So really what we're, what we're doing here today is uh, speaking to Nick, seeing from the business point of view, what sort of things are out there for employers uh, and, and business owners to get them through this sort of rough patch, as it were, over the next couple of months and to come out of it in a, in a position of strength, really, so that we can really make the most of the opportunities that I think are going to be out there uh, once everything is, is sorted out. So let, let's, let's just dive straight in, mate, if yeah. you don't mind. So there, there's a few things that have come out and I, I, I know that we've talk, uh, communicated about this uh, over the last couple of days, but there's a the job retention scheme. What, what's, what's that all about? So the retention scheme, these are the grants for employees. So, so I know they are limiting it, aren't they, to two and a half thousand pounds per employee per month, uh, 80% of an employee's salary. I think this is where employers, certainly my wife's employers already been on the phone this morning. Well, they've had a, a Skype meeting today um, and they're looking at the effects of, of that. And I think this was a very welcomed offer uh, from the Chancellor. Mm. Um, and I think people are now just trying to work out if that's enough to get them through. Um, I, yeah, I can I see that HMRC are working very hard to get, I think, the, the, the IT uh, and the processes in place to be able to pay this. I think they're talking about payments won't come until April uh, but they will be backdated to the beginning of this month. Yeah, so basically businesses just got to try and hang on really uh, yeah. for the next month and then we should see some uh, help coming through. I think it's a great I think that is an amazing thing to do, but I also think it's cheap at half the price really from the from a government point of view. Having millions of people potentially without jobs is going to be ultimately more expensive than than doing this course, i think yeah um, you know every day that goes by one more person made redundant or can't work or can't earn money it's not just the lack of tax being paid by that person selfishly yeah. for the government it's the the knock-on effect of of recruiting and advertising and interviewing and all of the other stressful parts of finding a new job when the dust has settled for people yeah. and i guess from an accounting point of view are your clients are they going to be taking up this kind of this offer i'd imagine that some of them are I, I, yeah, I believe so. I've not been able to speak to many this morning. Um, my week this week is going to be about talking to our 60 clients yeah. and just finding out where they are. Are they okay? Can they lean on us more? But I think, I think every business needs to take advantage of this. The offer is there. The first thing businesses, business owners, I think, last week realized was that potential loss of income would mean they were going to have to look at outgoings. So, you know, people, are, I know, Business owners are looking very much at their utility bills, at their insurances, mm. at you know things they're spending money on monthly, standing orders, finance. Um, you know some of these things can't just be stopped. You know, obviously things like your insurance, you need to maintain your payments to be covered. Mm. Um, but I think this was a welcome balance as people are cancelling lots of other maybe non-essential standing orders and direct yeah. debits with, with different companies. So yeah, I think business owners are trying to balance everything at the moment. And payroll is typically the, the biggest expenditure for any company. So this this offer of 80% help up to 2500 is only a uh, a good thing for employers to be able to apply well, for. I yeah, felt yeah, that there was a massive weight off people's shoulders that were lifted. Yeah. Certainly from my perspective. I think now people can sort of breathe a bit easier if you know what i mean yeah but you're absolutely right the next stage to this has to be dealing with the self-employed like you said you know i've listened to the radio today the jeremy vine show five million people you know i think the chancellor boris have to now do something to reassure us those five million i don't know what it's going to look like nobody does but they said no one's going to be left behind you know that's the phrase that's been been, been banded about and for the same reasons they have i think they have to 
Yeah. Well, I don't think they have to. They do have to. Mm. Because again, you know, you can only imagine just what it must be like. Mess. Yeah. Of having, you know, five million people or a percentage of five million not being able to function, not being able to operate, not to be able to provide the services, let alone again, like I say, from the Chancellor's point of view, the Treasury, that the taxes that are paid, it just leaves too big a mess. Boris is talking about a 12 week period uh, where we can, you know, break the back of this if people are sensible and we'll get onto that, I'm sure. So yeah, this money, this action from the government, the 12 weeks is going to feel like a long time as we're all cooped up indoors. <laughs> but it's yeah. absolutely it's absolutely necessary to throw that financial lifeline to all I, businesses employed and self-employed. I agree. And I know a lot of travel colleagues who are <clears throat> yeah. self-employed. They're not they they yeah. work from home, they work on a commission only basis. And I can That's right. Yeah. And and I mean you know, even I work like that a little bit to be honest with you. But I can only imagine the sort of stresses they're under because at the moment what's happening is they they're trying to get as many clients as they can to rebook later on in the year. Yes. Um, they're getting commission clawbacks left, right and centre because they only get paid the month before the or the, when the clients go or, you know, they're, they're seeing yeah. their sales drop, their nothing coming in. So, yeah, it must yeah. be a massive worry. So hopefully government can get that sorted out. I think they will do. With, I do as well. With the other, the other thing as well, which is really uh, interesting, which came out just before that job retention scheme um, idea that for the two and a half thousand quid the business interruption loan scheme which is going to be passed through to the banks now i'm not a great lover of of this i have to say mm. because i don't i'm thinking you know why would a company want to get into more debt get themselves in more debt um yeah i can kind of understand it with so it's maybe potentially larger businesses that need something in turn from a cash flow uh, aspect to just get them through it um, and they've got the the products and the and the uh, the volumes to be able to potentially you know repay that over that interest free twelve months period. But I can't I can't honestly see smaller businesses doing this. It might be okay for a couple of like months just to get by, but I in terms of large amounts, I can't see it working. But anyway, uh, what what are your thoughts on that? I, I totally agree with what you've said. For larger companies where they're profitable and their turnover sits there, but they are very uh, transactional. I, I yeah. know. I know some businesses that you know they rely on you know money coming in regularly, and they literally are seeing hundreds of thousands of pounds move in and out of bank accounts, if not daily, certainly on a weekly basis. So for them, yeah, twelve weeks of not trading would literally, you know, they would literally fall over. Mm. Um, so, like you say, for those companies that can use it to get through this 12 weeks if it is 12 weeks um, and then trade back out of it and pay that loan back interest free yeah that makes sense but to the smaller business the SME you know I, I know a couple of guys that run bars and pubs and yeah I'm sure 10 grand or so might help them but then they've got to work doubly hard to pay it back yeah. you know and surely there'll be a lot of people might not be able to pay it back or the government will be facing a lot of, or the banks will be facing a lot of people defaulting and then that affects credit and then credit <laughs> affects, that's, there's a different problem then comes from there. Yeah. So I think with yeah, this particular I'm, option, the, the government is guaranteeing, I think some of that amount. So therefore the, 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 the banks aren't um, taking, there's not much risk in terms of that from the banks, but it's still, you know, it's still encouraging that debt. And I can't see, I can't see that as a good thing for a small to medium sized business, but it's something that's out there and it could be a, a very short term bridge, if you like, for yes. businesses to keep going. So, you know, if it works for somebody, then, then I, you know, that's all fair play to them. I think that's great. Um, it could be a bit of a catch 22. People, people may be, may be feeling so much pressure and desperate 
that they apply and take this money, yeah. and then they have problems afterwards repaying it. But then would they have got through the three months if they didn't borrow it? And I think that's, that's the deliberation people are going to be going through. Very much so. And this is where a good accountant comes into, into their own, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, you've managed to what they call <laughs> segue it? that segue <laughs> in uh, quite well. It is, it is. Accountants as business advisors have an opportunity to really support and help their, their clients right now. Yeah. Accountants are some of the first people business owners turn to for advice, especially financial advice. Mm. Business owners, I guess, should take the time. My advice would be for business owners, where possible, to take the time now to pull their figures up, you know, on their mm. softwares, call your accountant and just forecast the next three, the next six, the next 12 months and just try and highlight any areas of concern. And, you know, there are things in place as well, like deferred tax and VAT. Yeah. So it would be an ideal time although I'm sure their phones are ringing off the hook to try and get hold of your accountant and just say, can we have 20 minutes? Let's log into my Xero, my QuickBooks, and look at our management reporting, because um, I think accountants could earn a lot of valuable brownie points and credibility with their clients through support Absolutely. Um, over the next few weeks and months. You know, typically, a modern accountant will be charging uh, an individual or a company, a monthly retainer, a monthly a, mo- a monthly fee, you know, over the months. And I think, you know, they're, they're going to be earning that the next couple of months. But the accountant loses here if their clients go out of business. So it's yeah. within the accountant's best interest anyway. So, you know, we're all in it together. You know, it's that phrase again. We've got to band together yeah, and do absolutely. everything we can to make sure we get through it. And if I can just come back on a point, Steve, I've, I've got a, a lot of um, empathy for, for you, for some other guys I know in your industry. I mean, this has just come as you've all just recovered from, from the Thomas Cook issues last year. You, you've had a tough time of it, you guys, haven't you? A number of us have gone through the mill recently, and, um, but the people involved in the travel industry are quite a hardy set, a bunch of people, and um, we have to put up with a lot, actually, over the, co- <laughs> the course yeah, of, a, yeah. of a year. So, uh, you know, just a, a little thing, like, well, not a little thing, but I don't know if you remember the ash cloud over Iceland. Yes, I, I mean, do. that had a massive, massive impact on things. Oh, you yeah. know, um, I was, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I was talking to a colleague who I used to work with in the early 90s, and we were talking about the, the first Iraq war. And that was uh, that was hideous. I mean, that was awful. But people were still traveling. You know, that's mm. the thing. Whereas this is something where no one has ever seen this before. I mean, all travel is off, basically. Apart from you can still go to Dubai, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. and maybe okay. a few other places of that but I, I actually don't think you're going to be able to do that for much longer I think the whole world is going to be on lockdown yeah in yeah. which case yeah. you know uh, and that's this is where uh, you know uh, I said at the, at the beginning of the show the value of booking your trips with a, a travel professional is yeah. you might not see it you know 90% of the time you probably don't see that but when things go wrong that's when you see the value of booking through somebody reputable and Absolutely. I, just, I mean I've had a, a number of calls and I've tried to help as many people as I can the people that have booked their uh, flights or hotels independently and stuff and done it done it themselves and I've tried to help them wherever I can but sometimes it's impossible so uh, no um, I, I know that we've we, we've got my sister-in-law uh, unfortunately or well yeah is unfortunately her, her son is mad about uh, tall buildings. So, you know, when she can, she takes him to different countries and they returned from Paris early this year. He went up the Eiffel Tower and they had New York booked for next month. Oh. And, you know, she she had time to sit and do it on her own one weekend. So she, you know, did what lots of people do. She Googled the best deals, the best flights. Mm. You know, she's booked everything directly herself and is now uh, a good few thousand pounds that she is probably going to look 
going to lose. So yeah, no, I, I, I certainly. Oh God, that, that breaks my heart actually. Mate, to be honest with you, you know, yeah. it, and, and I say this in all seriousness. If um, if she wants uh, to speak to somebody about it, if there's anything that I can do to help, then you know, point her in my direction. I'd love to. That's you know, very if kind. I, I don't, oh, no, I don't, absolutely. Yeah, very kind. I don't know the the, the, the intricacies, but I just spoke to Angela the other day, and she said uh, she, she she mentioned it and said you know there are issues there. No um, so yeah. No worries. Well, let me know if, if I can help in, in anything. I mean, so we talked about the, the so VAT payments are going to be deferred as well, which is a really good thing. Yep. That's going to help cash flow without question. And um, yeah, so that's another uh, step in the right direction. So um, you mentioned also about businesses looking to trim costs where they can. And mm. obviously the important stuff like insurances and things like that. No. But what sort of things if, you know, if some of your clients came to you and said, you know, what's the best thing to do? Um, where can I trim something off? What, what, what sort of things are we talking about? I think, yeah, so it's a very simple exercise. And, you know, I do it, we do it personally, you know, for our household outgoings a couple of times a year. And I think every business should should do this as well. And it's, it, it's I'm going to make it sound as simple as it is. You just pull a list of your direct debits and standing orders from your bank. You go along, mm. you find yourself what it is you're paying. And sometimes you can have dozens of them going out of a business yeah. and just sit down. And, you know, we, Steve, are part of a, a, a huge networking group. People tend to know a lot of other people in business or have access to people that are uh, serial networkers. And you can just reach out to those people and say, hey, look, um, you know, I've just reviewed my, my, my telephony, my, my IT, my, my energy. Yeah. Um, you know, and it might only be a small saving here and there, but when you add it up over the course of uh, of a year, it comes to quite a lot. And I'll tell a story if I may. We had a we had a guy at one of the networking events that I go to, and he hadn't been that specific in what he was looking to get from the network. But after about four or five months, he stood up and said, I know I've not been specific, but I just want to say thank you to the network. I've changed my insurance at home. I've changed the fleet insurance on my my commercial vehicles. I think there was some energy savings it looked into and also some printing and basically this guy in his business and personally had saved um five thousand pounds a year and he said you know what for me to earn five thousand pounds in my pocket i need to do twenty thousand pounds of sales Mm. so just by making a few phone calls reaching out to a few people that he was connected to he managed to save the equivalent of twenty thousand pound turnover and i just thought that was quite a nice way to, to look at it um, yeah, you know, absolutely. He just dressed it up a different way. So his value from from you know the four business network that you know we're in, you know, he saved five thousand pounds. And I'm sure if a business could save five thousand pounds a year right now over the next few weeks, they would absolutely welcome the opportunity to do that. So yeah, I think it's just a sensible process. Look at your yeah. debits. You know, don't panic. Don't knee jerk. But look practically, just might be a good time. People have got more time on their hands. I know we're under more pressure, but you know we've got more time not traveling, not being sat on the train every day, not being sat in the car. Yes. So let's use that time you know, and, and look at if we can reduce costs. And in business, it's, it's twofold, isn't it? You're trying to increase your turnover at the top and reduce your costs at the bottom. And ultimately, you know, there's your increased profit. Absolutely. No, I mean, the, the, and that's a very important point, actually, about your network, because it's a very undervalued part of, part of business life, actually. Your own sort of personal network in terms of from a work perspective. I mean, we're quite lucky, aren't we? Because we, we have access to over 1200 business yeah. owners and they're all from all walks of life all over the country and in exactly. fact the world so maybe that's uh, that's something that we could say if anybody anybody is listening to this wants some advice or needs some help in terms of you know looking at other areas where they can trim the costs we could offer that <laughs> offer that out as a you know and and point them in the right direction rather uh, perfect of, of people I, I that we that. know yeah 
Yeah, I love that. We're both, you know, well connected. I've been networking um, in central London for almost five years now. I attend three or four regular networking events a month, plus other sporadic ones. Um, you know, there's other people like me in, in those networks. Yeah. You know, I'm not unique at all. And I, I would be very confident that between us, you, I and the people we know, there's probably not a lot we wouldn't be able to help people with if they came to us and said, I need help with X, Y, Z. So I think that's a great offer. I think that's a really good offer. You know, we've offered it out to our uh, some of the networking groups we have WhatsApps with. We've had some new members come in to the group and they're a little bit nervous. And we've just tried to give them some reassurance and said, look, yeah. you know, we're establishing this network. Anything you need, anything at all, just ask us because it's yeah. quite likely you know, or we'd be actually very confident that we would be able to introduce you to one or two other people in those sectors for you to talk to, whether it's for advice, uh, for quoting on services, support, finance, yeah. whatever it might be in these yeah. tough times. I think what we'll do, um, we'll put some contact details in the podcast info that goes out with this particular podcast. So we'll have contact details on there. So if anybody wants to get hold of myself or Nick, then um, then we can do that. In these times of, of need and crisis, I think, like I said at the beginning, if just one person... Yeah. Can, takes advantage of that then I think we've done a we've done a great job if more do it that's even better of course one of the my, my previous podcasts that I did I spent quite a bit of time talking about using the time positively from a personal point of view but obviously that that really does extend out from a business owner's point of view as well doesn't it because now is a really good time to start putting a plan together for the next five to ten years because I don't think things aren't going to be the same and so it's it's to be a good time to have some reflection and some planning done. Take your business or businesses to to the no, to the next level once everything sorts itself out. You're a big advocate of, of planning. I know you are. But is that something that you help your? I know you're not a business planner in terms. I know it's just accountancy. But is that something that you've done before with with your own business? Yeah, and you know before we had this outsourcing business, you know I did work in an accountancy practice. I co-owned an accountancy practice. I'm not an accountant and that was a benefit to me because I was able to help support not only our business internally with our staff and our strategy to, to, for growth but also our clients who were small business owners you know whether yeah. it was uh, you know an individual just needed a tax return once a year or whether they were hundreds of thousands or, or small millions uh, limited companies and I think you're right I think things aren't going to be the same and something that I thought about last week and something that I've heard other people discuss now is I think we will come out of this much more tech savvy. Mm -hmm. So people are being forced, literally, people have no choice. If they want to continue working, they have to do it from home. And I think where people may not have been as savvy or as comfortable with utilizing IT, I think we'll come out of this and we will be. People will realize that you can be just as productive on a Zoom call like this. Mm. You know, you can use IT to, to plan, you know, your, your week, your month. You can look and spend time with your accountant, understanding the software and, and the reports available to you in place. Businesses will probably realize that perhaps we can trust our staff to work from home and be productive, mm. you know, and give them that autonomy and freedom, in which case there'll be massive benefits. Most of my background has been in London. The idea of me having 10 employees and then I find out five could work from home, well, that's a huge saving for me in office space in London, in desk space, yeah. in travel subsidies or whatever else I might be helping staff out with. So, yeah, I think the positives that will come out of the back of this of people being able to work more freely, work more independently, employers to trust them to do so. 
And as an employee, all you need are measures in place and targets. You'll know whether people are meeting them or not. Mm. But I think employees have been quite scared about sending people home last week. I've heard from friends and contacts that, you know, they were either employing people and they were worried about sending them home and would they be productive or they were people being sent home but they knew that their boss you know was quite uncomfortable about it because they were nervous about the productivity you know in these tough times so yeah so in summary i think a big positive will be we will learn to embrace it become more productive that's only a good thing because i think you get the best out of people um when they are at their most productive and enjoying their job yeah and the amount of time just to talk personally angela and i have both spent a lot of time in london angela still does a lot at the moment obviously you know 15 to 20 hours a week were spent just on a train backwards and forwards to the office mm. the first thing i noticed when i stopped working so much in london last year and was out and about on the road more you know was the couple of days that i would work from the home office oh that's two three hours a day mm. it's amazing what you can get done two three hours a day yeah yeah so so yeah that that's what i think could be a, a big positive when we when we do come out at the back end of this yeah no so that's a really good point actually i mean i, I yeah, i've i've worked from home for about 15 years and i, I moved into an office in November and I felt the opposite actually I, I because I share an office with a couple of other people so but when you work on your own it's slightly different I think if you're working with a, for a company that has got a lot of other people in the office you, and working from home is a great option but if you've also got the option to go back into the office as well for a day or two just to get yeah. a bit of just to get a bit of office banter you know just to have some some connection is is a really good thing and I think that's also one of the reasons why if you're a business owner networking is really important and keeping your network open to what you're doing now more than ever and because for small small to medium-sized businesses sometimes being a business owner is very lonely actually totally agree and just to add if i may um yeah i wasn't clear i I wasn't i didn't mean that we will find we become a nation of home workers but (laughs) i think where i've seen it because people do need that social interaction that professional interaction you can't stay at home all the time it is something you need to be quite disciplined about because there are distractions and children and pets and postmen and you know things going on but where i think and where i've seen home working work well for companies that I know in the past is where actually they allow and enable their staff to work from home a few days a week and yeah. then they hot desk. Yes. So they don't need as big a premises. So so the business does save on premises and outgoings, but they still have a, a Monday morning meeting or mm. people work alternate days and then rotate weeks. So you do still get the team physically seeing and working together. Mm. But yeah, certainly costs can be reduced whilst allowing you know, your employees to, to be productive from home. And, you know, if they're getting a bit more done because they're not sitting on a train for three hours, sure, that's only a good thing. No, absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's that's really superb. The first thing I think really is important to emphasise is that don't, as a business owner, don't ever think you're on your own. Always reach out to people. And if you've got a question or you're worried about something, reach out to somebody and just ask them that question and tell them how you're feeling because you never know what can come from that, that, from that conversation. Speak to your accountant. Always, always keep them up to up to speed with with what's going on is there any new initiatives out there that they've not heard about that your accountant may have done and let's not forget there that you know they're obviously um potentially in a similar position to everybody else <laughs> you know from yeah. a fr- from staffing point of view and business levels point of view but they're, they're always going to be there to help you i think yeah and they only obviously... succeed if their clients the small businesses continue to trade let's be yeah, honest so absolutely. Yeah. the new initiatives from the government that come out like the job retention scheme which is that grants for 80 percent 
20% of each employee's salary. Um, there's the business interruption loan scheme. There's also the VAT payments that can be deferred until the end of June, which is another fantastic uh, initiative that's going to ease that burden for, for business owners. And I think the advice that you've that you've given today, Nick, has been absolutely first class, mate. And I can't thank you enough for that. And hopefully, um, you know, we can help a few people with with those ideas and, and, and really just get across. Look, it's always always worth speaking to people and and to and to stay stay positive and and look to the future um, and start planning now for the next few years and review and, and reflect on on your business and look to come out of it stronger at the end of whenever it is <laughs> yeah no absolutely you know and I think you've touched on something really important there uh, I think sometimes as business owners and I think in my younger days one of three reasons would stop me from asking for help I was too busy I was too proud or I just, I don't know, I just, just worried that I couldn't be helped. You know, it was my yeah. problem to deal with. Yeah. Uh, and as I've got older and done more networking and realized, you know, there's some great people around and people genuinely like to help people. Mm. It makes you feel good. You know, it, it's nice to know you've helped someone and hopefully that help will come back one day or you've had help from someone. So you want to make sure that you can give something back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Prior to coming on on the show, I asked if there was a particular phrase that you sort of run your life by, if you like. And, and you wrote to me, you wrote back and said, it's not what happens to you. It's how you deal with it. Uh, we all face and have faced in our lives some tough times, but these are often unavoidable. And you believe that we have to take what life throws at us on the chin, look up, and that's how we bounce back stronger. Now I can see where you get your fire and desire from, purely from that phrase. But I think it obviously it kind of sums up what we need to be like at the moment, if you see what I mean. Yeah, this is something that's happened. So we've got to deal with the seriousness of the situation and, you know, take all the advice to get past this terrible, vi- terrible virus as quick as possible. But we've got to be looking at the positives in terms of supporting each other, helping each other and coming out of this stronger. Absolutely. You know, I can't finish a, a podcast in a better way, really. I, you know, from I think I speak for all of my industry colleagues uh, when I say that we can come through this corona situation. We'd love nothing more than to book our listeners uh, next trip abroad. But don't forget, you'll be helping also the knock on effect from not being able to travel is helping local communities to the pl- to the places that you travel to. I, I book a lot of clients to India and Africa and South America, and it's those local communities as well, which are going to be missing out. So we need to get back. Yes. We need to get back to these places. And, uh, and supporting those guys as well. But thanks very much for coming on the show, Nick. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to stay two metres apart from everyone and do your bit at this critical time. Keep washing your hands and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks very much. Wow, that was such a great conversation with Nick. He talks a lot of sense and I hope you guys enjoyed it and that there were some tips that you can implement with your life and business. You can find out more about Nick and the great work he does at basepracticesupport.co.uk. And as always, I'll put links in the show notes for you. So if you want to get in contact with him, then please do. Stay safe, everybody. Remember, this is your time. Get some good sleep. Eat good food. Look after yourself. Hang in there, everyone. Be strong.